civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Number of casualties are not yet known. Outbreak of a highly contagious virus. Normal programming has been suspended. Stay calm and stay indoors. Gary. Gary, just start chanting. This is not a test. Don't worry, those demons look pretty benign. The pentagram is glowing. Okay, great. Let's get started. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Gary is using a copy of the Necronomicon that we found on our latest salvage sortie and has opened a portal to an ungodly realm. So we should have enough power for around half an hour before we risk the Dark Horde claiming Gary's earthly soul for all eternity. In that time, we'll be bringing you government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was 21st century Britain. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip, and we have a packed show for you tonight. Of course, this is our special Winter Yuletide Solvent Edition. So coming up soon is a chat with Councillor Mallory Braithwaite, who is in charge of all the Saltide activities in Skelmanthorpe. And of course, to power the floats down the street, normally we use some swamp mongrels at the front of the cart and whip them until they move. But this year, I think people are going to dress them as bunnies as well. And later, I've got an interview with Brother Castle, who's one of the first officially approved Marvel missionaries to be allowed to set up a chapter on the British Isles. We're a broad spectrum, a rainbow of people, a pantheon of wonderful gods, and you could always find one for you and death to DC Comics. And if there's time, we'll pay a quick visit to the sports desk with Dale Wolfe. But first, due to shortages, here's a list of those soul-tied Yulmus substitutions in full. On the 11th day, we'll be having 11 snipers sniping. Be careful lighting your cigarettes on that day. On the 8th day, we'll still be having 8 maids milking, but they'll be milking swamp mongrels. So if you don't have your hazmat suit, and please maintain the advised distance of 50 yards. And on the fifth day, we'll be having five old things, or more likely, one old thing that's been broken into five pieces. On the third day, we'll be having three French heads, plucked fresh from the spikes at Filey. And finally, on the last day, we're going to have a cartridge in a 12-bore pump-action shotgun. Have fun avoiding the traditional population cull in those last few hours before Soul Time Kringlemas. But now we're off to Skelmanthorpe to chat with Councillor Mallory Braithwaite about the exciting things he has lined up for this year's Hanukkah Mass Chris Fent festivities. The glorious republic of your entire radio show. Hello, Mallory, and welcome to the show. Hello! So it's very exciting. The whole high street is a hive of activity as you get ready for the Yulevent Solstice Festival. Now, there's a lot of work to be done, I'm sure. Would you like to start giving me a little guided tour of what's going around in your beautiful town of Skelmanthorpe? I would absolutely love to. This is such a wonderful time of year. Over here, we've got the traditional fire, which will be dancing around. As you know, we set fire to various things and wish them goodwill to the skies. Yes. That's one of the highlights of the show. And the naughtiest child in the village is the centerpiece. Absolutely. If you're listening, children, you must be good. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll set fire to you. 
It's a good practice, I think. Mm -hmm. For many years, the people of the village, they've gathered around and decided who's the most cruel child, the one who deserves to die, and we'd burn them. It's, it's a good ritual. And, you know, some tasty sandwiches come out of it as well. Oh, absolutely. Much better than the nettle soup I've been eating all year, but that moves me on to the next attraction, actually. Mm -hmm. We've got the acorn bobbing acorn in bob. nettle soup. Fun endurance test for That's all right. the kiddies. You have to put your head inside the bucket mm -hmm. and catch the acorn. And it's, what, a good three to four seconds before the scalding causes permanent scarring? Oh, you would think so, but sometimes we like to challenge the children a little bit, and sometimes we hold them in the soup. Ah, yes, yes. Yes, the traditional challenge. You look around, you'll be seeing some red faces, and you'll know what they've been up to. It always feels like a special time of year when you see all the, the kids' red faces. Oh, it's all about the rituals and the ceremonies and the burnings. Oh, it's all part of the wonderful festival. And over here, my good friend Gladys. Mm -hmm. She's been working on this for months. Well, I can see the large tree. That's right, the tree. And those round things at the end of them, they seem to be lit. Is that right? That's right. Each one mm -hmm. has a candle inside. And so you have a small condensed pack of swamp mongrel grease at the bottom. And as the candle reaches that, that's when it explodes into a kind of Christmas cloud of glitter, dust and razor-sharp shards. Oh, it is, it's a sight to see. Now, we've spent a long time timing these explosions, mm -hmm. and they should happen at 12 midnight, and if you're lucky, you can have a shard of glass in you and you can keep that. Really? The council won't try and surgically reclaim it? No. No, no, it's yours to keep. It's a gift for all. So on the parade, you have constructed an animatronic version of Santa. So can you tell us a little bit about the figure of Santa and what he represents? Oh, yes, he represents the things that we don't want to be. Mm -hmm. He just represents greed. Right. People who can sit around and not do a hard day's work. Okay, and so that's why we pelt him with lumps of coal. That's right. So from the fire, mm -hmm. we can use coals and they can pelt them at the Santa. But remember, he's animatronic. Ah. He can sometimes fight back. So we've kitted Santa with some armor. The coal bounces right off and sometimes goes into people's homes. Or possibly back into your own home. Possibly. You know, I've been to several decades worth of the pelting of the Santa. You know, everyone chucks their coal at him and he burns up. And oh, when his beard sets on fire. Oh, that's yes. Well, that, that's always everyone's favourite moment. But this sounds like you're taking it to the next level. Santa can fight back. That sounds much more fun. Oh, it is. Now, the animatronics are in their infancy. So, obviously, we're working on it. Each year, we get better and better. Well, I hear the deaths are in single figures, so that's a massive improvement on last year. That's right. Apart from the scheduled ones, it's much better. And possibly this will be the best dual event solstice we've ever seen. That's certainly what we're aiming for. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire radio show. And we'll hear the rest of that fascinating chat in a moment. But first a word from this week's sponsor. Struggling to find enough scrap material from your latest salvage sortie for this month's pair of underpants? Concerned that the odour from your latest pair might be even worse than Grandpa's, even though he hasn't changed his since the occurrence of 23? 
worried that the latest bout of Ebola that's sweeping Yorkshire may lead you to lose some of your more vital organs during your next toilet visit? Get yourself a pair of Mac welded on then. This revolutionary pair of underpants will be the last pair you ever need. They'll certainly be the last pair you'll ever have, as once they've been welded to your body, you can't remove them without contravening several of our patents, an act that we will view as corporate espionage, and we all know the punishment for that. Ask someone who's been caught and laugh as they struggle to answer through their stitched up mouth. Anyway, you'll never want to take them off, as our new improved system processes all your excreted bodily material via three clever pipes. Pipe number one salvages anything that's reusable from your waste and discreetly uploads it back into your system via your government installed neck hole, so no need for any further uncomfortable body drilling. The second pipe rescues any organs that might have been evacuated due to being infected by any of the Monsanto bred viruses that proved so successful for us during the Pennine Wars, but which are proving a little difficult to get rid of now we're back in peacetime. And the last tube collects all your most vile, putrefied and contaminated waste into a desiccated cube that is stored on your Mac welded on strongbox. Once a month a representative from our company will come to collect this cube. During this visit, please do not look directly at the cube at any time. Do not talk to your representative and do not ever speak to anyone of this procedure. We thank you for your cooperation. Mac welded on. Your number two is our number one. And now back to our chat about cramped tight soul mass with councillor Mallory Braithwaite. And so you've got some brand new attractions in order to raise the status of Skelmanthorpe as the place to come to for the Yule Vent Solstice Festival. That's right, we've created a haunted house and we've actually hired a local group of actors. Yes, I read about this project. So you got them all to the house, explained what was going to happen and then killed them. And then they can become the ghosts and they're quite happy. And I can see that it'll be a big improvement on last year's zombie farm when there was various actors dressed up as, you know, playful zombies, but unfortunately one real zombie got in and chaos ensued. Well, the problem with zombies is once you have one, they create more. Mm. Well, it's still a zombie outpost as we speak. We were able to put up the necessary fencing, but they're still all in there. On a quiet night, you can still hear the moans drift over the valley. Oh, that's right, but haven't they caused us such a benefit? Because zombie flesh is dead but not dead. Mm-hmm. And we can actually use that as a nice fertilizer. Oh, right, I see. So we've been growing the nettles. Oh, so that's why the nettle suit oozes these days. It's a little glow, hasn't it's, it? It's got a little kind of, it almost feels like it's about to bite back at any second. And I see in our final stand, you've got, of course, the solstice bunny. Oh, the solstice bunny. And of course, to power the floats down the street. Normally we use some swamp mongrels at the front of the cart and whip them until they move. But this year, I think people are going to dress them as bunnies as well. Or there is the new mongrel bunny, genetically hybrid, and they're breeding very well out here. The super swamp mongrel. And they give us much more opportunity to dress them up nowadays. But the fact that they can now hop makes them even more lethal when they're in wild herds. I think the Yule event solstice is going to get better year on year. This is going to be the best one you've ever been to yet. I can promise you. Well, I look forward to it very much, Councillor Mallory. Thank you again for showing me around. Thank you so much. And happy Yule event solstice festival to us all. To us all. 
the glorious free republic of Yorkshire radio show. What a revealing feature that was. Of course, Yulvent Selection Boxmas is a very holy time for us all, as all the various faiths put aside their differences and come together in the spirit of forgiveness, kindness and, naturally, supine submission to the one true faith, Yorkshireanity. But it appears there's a new kid on the block, as the Church of Marvel, the official religion of the untied states of America, has been given leave to set up a chapter on these isles, and I caught up with founding missionary Brother Castle to find out what all the fuss was about. Brother Castle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, can you tell us a little bit about where and how you're, you're setting up this chapter of Marvel? We're setting up this first chapter on a lovely little island just off the coast of Scotland. So what is it that brought you to the Marvel religion in the first place? When I was born a Marvel, my parents were both Marvels, and we always will be. I think that's uh, true for a lot of people, especially in America, but we were one of the first families here in Britain to take it up. And, uh, oh, sorry, here in this part of these islands that used to be Britain. So you're not from Britain originally, but you've grown up here, is that right? That's right. I was brought over here when I was very young. Uh, we brought the Marvel faith with us, and uh, we're hoping to make this nation's marvellous. Indeed, that is your slogan, uh, a marvellous life for everyone. And doesn't that sound nice? It does, except for the bit in brackets, the death to unbelievers. Well, I think those people, those heretics, as my good book says, will be dealt by the very hammer of Thor. He will strike down upon them and there will be nothing more than dust upon the earth. And so you've set up this chapter off, off the coast of Scotland. Mm. Uh, it's open to everyone, mm -hmm. but obviously only you have got the ferry that takes you to the island for which you're currently charging over a thousand pounds. What do you say to those people that you're nothing more than a, a money laundering cult? I'd point out that nothing can come from nothing apart from the Marvel gods, which all did. The charge, the, the fee, the, uh, the, the tithe, the cover price, as we like to call it. That's all about building this new church in, in this wonderful place. And we have to do that because we want to spread our word. And we can't do that without a bit of backing. I mean, Iron Man, God bless him, didn't build his first suit out of nothing, did he? No, he was a, a multi-billionaire war monger, basically, so he had that. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. And we'll hear the rest of that interview in a moment. But first, here's a little taste of what's also available to listen to on the Free Yorkshire Network. No such thing as a fish. Yes, it's another episode of our thrice weekly podcast that's here to remind you that since the blood tanker disaster of 37 in the Atlantic, there is now no such thing as a fish. Anyone who claims to be selling fish is a charlatan who has probably just drawn some eyes on a genetically modified cucumber. Because, as we all know, there's no such thing as a fish. That's right, there's no such thing as a fish. No such thing as a fish on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And this week there's a special bonus missile vent episode on Saturday. And now back to our interview with Brother Castle. And so 
if anyone was thinking of, of getting involved with your chapter, what is it about Marvel that you can offer to the inquiring soul? Marvel has something for everyone. Are you an awkward teenager who has white things flying out of his wrists all the time? Spider-Man is there for you. Are you a middle-aged alcoholic who thinks he's a lot smarter than he probably is, but deep down you are actually very smart? We've got Iron Man. Are you a giant Scandinavian muscle god? We've got Thor. We really have got a face for every face, a place for every place. We're a broad spectrum, a rainbow of people, a pantheon of wonderful gods, and you could always find one for you and death to DC Comics. Ah, yes, you've, you've brought up the, um, uh, shall we call them alternative religion? Dissidents, heretics. Okay, so, th well, th there is a small number of people who cling to the DC faith who have made their final camp, it would seem, around Washington. But there is a dwindling number of them since the purges of, of 25. Can you not just let them practice their faith in peace now? We would. We'd love to do that. I mean, in the name of Stanley, all people are welcome. But some people are just so dark and brooding and awful. It's the darkness we don't like in their souls and in their minds. They want to be marvellous. Deep down, they all want to be marvellous, but they cling to these ideas of grittiness. It's unpleasant and it's unseemly. It's not bright and rainbow-coloured like we are, so we're going to have them wiped from the earth. Ah, so they are the buzzkill that are pervading your optimistic view of the future. Mm -hmm. And the only way that, as a religious organisation, that you can see reasonably to deal with them is to slaughter them in their thousands. I understand that now. Amen. Amen. Our Iron Men. Ah, Spider-Man. Ah, see? You're already picking up. Don't oh. you feel better inside? I've, I've always had a soft spot for the Marvel view of the world. There's no real death in the Marvel universe. People die all the time, but they, they come back reborn. That's a very appealing message. Gloriously, we come back, we return again and again, sometimes with a different face, sometimes with a different accent, but always we return to our people. Yes, and always with a slightly different suit that could be merchandised. We don't say merchandise. Oh, sorry. We say converted. And so when you, at the church where you have, um, well, I, I shouldn't really call it a shop, where you have the the holy relics available for purchase, is there is there an alternative phrase you would like to use other than purchase? Well, we say enlighten. Come and enlighten yourself with one of our tomes. Because we are weighed down with money, mm -hmm. so the church can, of Marvel can free us of the weight of our money and enlighten us with their their truth. Do you notice, Lloyd, I've barely made any of those points and yet you are already starting to come around. Yes, yes, I yes. am. I see the marvellous knife now. Yes, I you do. I see the vision. Please unburden me. Come with me into our tome shop and we will unburden you, Lloyd. Thank you, Brother Castle. Once again, in the name of our Spider-Man, may they all be blessed. Stanley and Steve Ditko. 
I must apologise to listeners for my errant behaviour towards the end of that interview. Thankfully, there was a black van ready to ferry me home, and after a brief three-week sojourn at the Thought Realignment Palace, I am now safely back in the bosom of the one true faith, Yorkshireanity, under his pie. Unfortunately, Brother Castle seems less inclined to indulge in the hospitality on offer at the Correction Spa, and did not survive his three-minute Tetley baptism. So we dedicate the rest of this episode to that marvellous man. Well, Gary is now speaking in tongues, in between bites of vomiting up frog spawn, but if we're quick, I think we can squeeze in a trip to the sports desk with Dale Wolf. Dale, I believe you're going to be giving us an update on all the results and happenings from the world of Stygat. Well, I will go with the results eventually. However, I will need to address the controversy that has happened in the most recent Stygat game. The season opener was quite a solemn affair when things took the turn for the worst. I I believe you're talking about the untimely demise of Duncan Maverley. That's right. Duncan Maverley, unfortunately, didn't see the the final whistle in the first Stygat of the season, thanks to quite a brutal brutal attack by Michelle Corby. Yes, and and this is really the source of the controversy because the attack, vicious and and wanton as it was, was well within the rules of the game. And and in fact, she earned a bonus point that ended up with the Weatherby Walkers winning the game. Look, I'll say this. I'm an old school guy. I like brutalising your opponent as much as the next person. However, I think sweeping changes do need to be made. I think the results seen in this first game of the season speak volumes to the state of Steigat at the moment. Oh, so you would be in favour of the current proposal to limit the use of the double-crushing elbow move? Maybe even just limiting it to the one elbow being jammed into the eyeball? A single elbow has worked fine for the spot for many, many years before the double was introduced. And indeed well invented by Michelle. Who could of course forget the debut of that devastating manoeuvre. Poor Sandra, she's still got a limp. And so what's been the fallout? I think the controversy is going to pass as long as she plays it safe. Less of the double elbow crushings for a few games, but we are going to remember that double crush for a very, very long time. Well, yes, the fact that she's got a still from it tattooed on her forehead means that we are going to be remembering it for quite the while now. But anyway, as you said, we're here for the results, so can you give me the scores? So, of course, the Walkers did win this weekend against the Sales 60-48. The Bags beat the Byways 17 to 48, and the Spindles beat the Northerners by around five points. So the league is still very open. I wouldn't put money on anything at the moment unless you're really dedicated to those Spindlers. Well, I've placed my own son's lacrosse bonus on them, so I'm hoping they come through this weekend, Dale. Thank you very much for that update, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Lloyd. Okay, Gary's eyes have now gone completely black, his head is spinning like a top, and if we don't stop now, I fear those tentacles might be permanent. So I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, and from all of us at Radio Free Yorkshire, we would like to wish you, and what remains of your family, a very merry Yule Vent John Lewis Tide Unwanted Socksmas. And until next time, may all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongols be radiation free. Tara!
Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Okay, hello. If you're still listening, you've reached the end, so thanks very much for making it all the way through. I'm Noel Curry, the guy who put all this together. And on this show, you heard Justin Gallagher, Adam Martin, and Josh Wyatt. And we're all improvisers. We're in a group in Leeds in UK called Super Trooper Improv. So if you're in the area, please do look us up and check us out. Links to where you can find us will be in the description. And can I please just ask that you don't like or subscribe because the more people that do that, the more time I'm going to have to spend on making this sound actually good. So uh, that would be appreciated. And for the love of God, don't rate and review it. That would be disastrous unless you hate me, you know, rate and review, share on Twitter, Facebook and all that. But if you're a friend of mine, you know what to do. Just leave well enough alone. Thanks very much again for listening and we'll be back again soon. The glorious free republic of your Yorkshire radio show.